You are listening to the Impact Church Podcast. To learn more about Impact Church, visit us online at impactharlem.org. You can also check us out on social media. Man, it's good to be here. Sometimes I don't even want to stop worshiping. It's so good. And, and today was one of those days where the Spirit was just moving in the room. And we get to just sing and lift the name of Jesus in this place together. And it's something special. And it just it makes me think of, of where He's brought me from in my life. It makes me think of the, the breakthroughs in my life that I've, I've been able to experience because of Him. And last week we started this new series called Breakthrough and we looked at Peter and we looked at how Peter walked with Jesus, how Peter fought for Jesus, and then how Peter would go on and do some amazing things. But in the middle of that life, he had some epic failure. And we saw how he experienced breakthrough because of Jesus, because Jesus reminded him of who he was, because Jesus redeemed him and said, hey, I've already called you out of the life of of fishing for fish. I've called you to be a fisher of men, so come back to me. And then how Jesus restored and commissioned him to go and do great things. And we see that Peter was the leader of the church. Peter prayed for people. Peter did a lot of amazing things for Christ even after the failure. And this morning we're going to look at a familiar story And I don't want to get too much into the details of the story, so I'm going to give you a quick recap of the story, and then I want us to really see what it means for us today. I want us to see how we can truly experience breakthrough, because I'm willing to say this this morning, that there's people sitting in this room that believe they're living in breakthrough, and they're really not. There's people sitting in this room that think that they're experiencing breakthrough through Jesus and they're really not experiencing breakthrough at all. And this morning, I want us to get real about that because my goal for all of us is to live in the will of God. My goal for all of us is to truly experience this breakthrough. So this morning, we're going to be in John chapter 4 and we're going to talk about the woman at the well this morning and we're just going to focus on a few verses in this story and we're going to start in verse 7 this morning it says a woman from Samaria came to draw water Jesus said to her give me a drink for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food the Samaritan woman said to him how is it that you a Jew ask for a drink from me a woman of Samaria for Jews have no dealings with Samaritans Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw water with and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself as did his sons and his livestock. Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And the woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. 
God, I pray that you speak through your spirit. I pray that you work this morning. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to give you just a little bit of context here in this story. So Jesus and his disciples were, were walking and they, they chose this path to walk through Samaria. And usually Jews would not choose this path. So I want you to understand this morning before we ever get into anything that the word coincidence is not in the Bible. God ordains things to take place. So he went through this certain area on purpose. So he goes here. Something else I want you to see is that it says that Jesus sat down. So I want you to understand that although Jesus was God, he was still human. That he felt the same stuff that we felt. He'd been walking. He was tired. That should give you comfort this morning to know that not only is Jesus God, but Jesus was also human. So he knows our pain. He knows our suffering. He knows the things that we feel because he's experienced that in his own life. So the context here is here's this woman, this Samaritan woman. And Jesus is here at the well. She shows up. And it says that she shows up around noon, the hottest part of the day. And if we keep reading this story, we find out why. She had had five husbands, and she was living with a guy currently that wasn't even her husband. So she was pretty much an outcast in her town because of this. So she chose to go to the well when she knew no one else would be there. So then you have this Jew that begins to talk to her. And she even says, hey, why are you asking me? I'm a Samaritan woman. You're a Jew. There's no dealings here. So the context here, first of all, is that she's a woman. And usually a Jewish man in that time would not ask a woman for a drink. So Jesus is breaking stereotypes. And we have to get that. It's 2020 and we have to get it. That Jesus doesn't pick and choose who he loves. That Jesus doesn't discriminate. He's talking to a woman. He's talking to a Samaritan who Jews had no dealings with because of their intermingling of marriage. They thought that they were more dirty and just a, a different type. They didn't have any dealings with them. And Jesus said, hey, you know what? I don't care. I love you anyway. And that's important for us to understand this morning. The context of this story is important that Jesus would even talk to this woman and ask her for a drink. And on top of that, this woman was a Samaritan. And then she was an outcast, right? Nobody wanted to, to really talk to her. I mean, think about this. She'd been married five times. That's a lot. I've been married once, and that's a lot. And she was living with... I love you. She was living with a guy that wasn't even her husband. And we see this once she says, give me this water. Jesus says, okay, well, go tell your husband. Go get your husband and tell him to come back with you. And she says, well, I don't have a husband. And Jesus says, you're right, you don't. Because you've had five husbands and the one you're living with now isn't even your husband. So Jesus is calling this out because he knows the story. Jesus knows the past. He knows the present and he knows the future. But Jesus still talks to her. Even though she's an outcast, even though she's living in sin currently, 
Jesus still says, I want to have a conversation with you. Jesus still says, give me a drink of water. Even though she was a woman, even though she was a Samaritan, and even though she was an outcast. And that's important for us to understand. We see in Galatians 3.28, it says, There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. He broke down the walls of separation. He broke down the walls of discrimination. Jesus came to bring unity to all people. We have to get that this morning. And now I want to jump in to, to some things here. And usually I make some points that, that sound really good. And maybe they're, I try to make them sound like I'm educated. That is not the case this morning. These points are just common language. Okay, so I want you to, to understand that this morning is about being real. So I didn't dress up any points this morning. And I'm going to give you four. And number one is this. Jesus shows up wherever. Jesus shows up wherever. There's times that people think that Jesus only shows up if they come to church. This woman, she didn't go to church. She wasn't going to church. She was going to draw water for her household at a well. And Jesus showed up in the midst of a regular activity that she did all the time. And this morning, I want you to know that Jesus can show up wherever. Jesus can show up whatever you're doing in your life. Jesus shows up in the midst of our sin. And I'm going to ask you a question at the end of this. That's a really important question. And I'm going to have you answer that to yourself. I'm going to ask you now. I don't even want to wait. Where did Jesus show up in your life? Think about that. Where did Jesus show up in your life? Because for a lot of us, it wasn't at church. A lot of us, it was in the middle of our addiction. For a lot of us, it was in the middle of our pain and suffering. For a lot of us, it was in the middle of our adulterous activity. For a lot of us, it was in the middle of our running away from Him. Jesus shows up wherever. And that's encouraging this morning to know that we don't have to come into a church building and attend a church service for Jesus to show up. He shows up everywhere. He shows up wherever and whenever. He ordains things to happen. Man, that's encouraging this morning. Point number two is this. It ain't from a well. It ain't from a well. Listen, we don't get living water from a well. This lady came to the well to get some water. And Jesus says, hey, you know what? You can drink that water if you want, but you're going to be thirsty again. I have water that you can have where you will never thirst again. I have water that's living and active that leads to eternal life. And man, it's, it's just amazing to me 
that although we know it, it ain't from a well, we still go back to the well over and over and over and over. And we know that it comes from Jesus and Jesus alone. Yet we still go back to the well. We go back to the well over and over, knowing that we're going to be thirsty again. It's time for us to, to say, hey, you know what? I'm done with this well. The lady, the lady in this story said, give me that water. Give me that water so I don't have to come back here. How many of us have said that to Jesus? How many of us have said, give me that water? Because I know it ain't from a well, and I'm tired of going back to the same place all the time in my life. I'm tired of going somewhere and being satisfied for a season and then being thirsty again. I want the living water. The living water that only Jesus can give. And His water leads to salvation. Isaiah 12, 3 says, With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. And this morning, this morning I want us as a, as a body of people in this room to say I'm done drawing water from the well. I'm done going back and trying to satisfy my flesh, trying to satisfy my desires, trying to satisfy things that I can't control and, and I just keep going back and I keep drawing from this place because I'm familiar with this place. I'm familiar with this well. I know how deep to drop my bucket. I know exactly how much water I need to draw out of it. I can control this. I know it. I know how long it'll make me feel good. And then I'll come back and I'll do it again because I'm going to be thirsty. And man, that's a tiresome life to live. And not only is it tiresome, it's dangerous. And without Jesus, it leads to an eternity separated from Him in hell. But He gives living water. So it ain't from a well. It's from the Savior. That's the water that we need this morning. And number three, and I kind of want to just land here just for, just for a little while, but the third point this morning is you got to drink. You got to drink. And I'm going to explain that the, the best way that I can to you this morning. There are people that come to church every Sunday. There are people that know the lyrics to worship songs. There are people that can tell you Bible stories. There are people that know the Scripture very well, but they've never drank. Man, it ain't enough to be around the living water. You've got to drink of the living water. And that's why I'm afraid, that's why I said at the beginning that I'm afraid there are people in this room right now that believe they're living in breakthrough and they're really not because they've gotten close. Oh, they've gotten close to the living water. They've been near it, but being near it's not enough. You've got to drink. You've got to start a real intimate relationship with Jesus. You've got to allow Him to change your life. 
The passage we just read says that He provides the living water that wells up like a spring inside of us. That means it's not still. It's not water that's just sitting there. It's active. It's moving. The Spirit's working in your life. And it overflows. And man, I'm just afraid that the church has gotten to a place to where we say it's okay to just be close enough to the water. Just show up. Maybe put a little money in the offering bucket. Maybe come down to the altar occasionally. Lift your hands a little bit when you sing. Know the words of the songs. Say a really good prayer. And I'm not, I'm not saying all oh, that's not good. I'm saying that if you've never drank of the water, then that stuff doesn't matter. It's not enough just to get close to the water. It's not enough just to be near. And you could get all the way to, to knowing in your mind what the living water is all about. But if it's never been poured into your heart, then all you have is a head knowledge of Christ and salvation. And to experience real breakthrough, you got to drink. you got to drink. And this morning, I want you to know that He is enough. A lot of times we get overwhelmed in our life. A lot of times we continue to, to push forward the best we can, not understanding anything that's happening around us. A lot of times we're living in our sin, as this lady was, trying to stay away from people because we're outcasts, because we know that we're living in sin. And then Jesus shows up and He says, Hey, I have something that you're going to want. He says, I have something that will change your life forever. But you got to drink. You got to drink. And the fourth point this morning is that this lady, she, she left the jar. So the fourth point this morning is forget about the jar. So she came with a water jar to draw water. That, I mean, she had to have that to get water out of the well. And she did have it. But if we jump down to verse 28, Jesus had told her to, to go. The disciples come back. And then this woman eventually runs to town to tell everybody that she just met Jesus. But this is how verse 28 starts. It says, So the woman left her water jar and went away into town. So look, she came with the water jar because this was what she knew. She came with the water jar to draw water from the well. And Jesus says, Hey, if you keep drawing water from this well, you're going to be thirsty. If you keep doing this, you're going to be thirsty. You're never going to be satisfied. I have living water that will fulfill you. 
And a lot of times what we do is we say, okay, cool, I, I want that living water. And we tuck our jar under our arm and we walk away knowing that when things get difficult and when times get tough, we still have the water jar that we're used to. But we see in this passage that this woman left the water jar. You know why? Because she didn't need it anymore. She said, give me the water that you speak of. I want that water. And she leaves the jar behind. And this morning, I think maybe, just maybe, there's some people in this room that are still holding on to their water jar. There's some people in this room that, man, they, they want the living water, but they gotta have this. They gotta have what they know. They gotta know they can go back to the well whenever things get tough. Because what if the living water's not enough? I don't know what the future holds. I don't know what he's doing. What is going on? Oh, I, I do know about this. So let me grab what I know and let me run back to the well. And then we don't get to experience breakthrough because we won't let go of the water jar. This morning I'm calling you guys to let go of the water jar. If you really want to experience breakthrough this morning, trust that God's got you. Understand that you don't need this anymore. Understand that you don't have to run back to the well. You don't have to run back to your addiction. You don't have to run back to your suffering and your pain. You don't have to run back to your guilt and your shame. You don't have to run back to your adulterous lifestyle. You don't have to run back to just forgetting about Jesus. Because that's our first reaction. We talked about this last week. Our first reaction is to run away from God. Because we know what the water jar looks like. We know how much the water jar holds. And we know how the water jar makes us feel. And we want to we wanna be in control so much that we can't let go of the water jar. Isaiah 55.1 says, Come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And this morning, as you sit here, if you think about it, maybe you, you might be thirsty. Maybe you're sitting in that chair right now and you're just saying, man, my life isn't, my life isn't what it could be. And Jesus is saying, hey, I'm willing to meet you wherever. I'm here. You're not here by coincidence. You were ordained to be here. Jesus says that, you know what, it ain't from a well. It ain't from what you've been doing. That's not where this breakthrough comes from. It comes from Jesus and Him alone because He is the living water. The living water that wells up inside of us, that overflows out of us, that leads to eternal life with Him. And you got to drink. And this morning, 
you have the opportunity to say, hey, you know what? I've been around it long enough. I've been playing with it long enough. I've been wanting breakthrough long enough, but today I'm going to drink. Today I'm going to drink of the living water. I'm going to experience the breakthrough in Jesus. We can't play. We can't play the games. And then Jesus is saying, forget about the jar. Forget about the jar. So the cool part of this story to me, and we're going to close with this, but the cool part about this story to me is that we don't know this woman's name. So she's called the woman at the well sometimes. She's called the Samaritan woman. I like the woman at the well because, man, it could be Karen. It could be Susan. It could be Becky. I mean, it could be whatever name you want to throw in there. Here's the cool part, that you can insert your name into the story. Because it's personal to you. Because there's been a time in your life, or maybe that time's right now, where you just keep going back to the well. You just keep on drawing from the well. And Jesus is saying, hey, I'm here. I'm at the well. I'm talking to you. I'm telling you this morning that the, the life that I can give you is a life that is fuller than any life you could ever imagine. He's telling you this morning that it's time to take the step and begin that relationship with Him. Or He's telling you, hey, I know that you have a relationship with me, but you've been pretty distant. I know you have a relationship with me, but you know what? You've still been holding on to the jar. So He's calling you this morning to, to throw the jar away and say, hey, trust me 100%. Because as long as we have the jar, and I've, I've lived this, I'm telling you, I've lived this in my life. As long as you hold on to the jar, you can't be everything He wants you to be. You can't experience everything He has for you to experience. And there comes a time in our life where we have to get rid of the jar. And then it's hard. It's hard to let it go because it's what we know. It's what we've always ran to. It's what we've always struggled with. And it's what's always in our minds been there for us. But at the end of the day, it's what always lets us down. And it's what always holds us back from living the life that Jesus has for us to live. So as we stand together this morning, I want to give you the opportunity to, to come down and pray. There'll be some leaders down here if you want to pray with them. 
Maybe today is the day of salvation for you. Maybe you've never drank of the living water. And this morning, you're going to drink. Or maybe you've experienced that and you, you have that relationship with Jesus, but you got to let go of the jar. And this morning, man, I'm praying that this altar is full of jars when we leave this place. I know we're not going to be able to see them, but God knows. So if you're holding on to that jar, and I'm calling you this morning, God's calling you this morning to lay the jars down. Don't pick them back up. And maybe you've been visiting with us a while and you've been led maybe to, to be a part of Impact Church and we'll just welcome you to come down and let us know that and we can set you up with the next steps. Whatever it is that God's calling you to do, this is our time of response. So I'm praying that you're obedient to the Spirit this morning and that you respond as we sing. Let's pray. God, As we come to this time of response, I know that your spirit is moving in this place. God, I know that you've been speaking to hearts. God, I pray that individuals are obedient to you. God, I pray for the ones that need to take the first step to begin a relationship with you. God, I pray for the Christian who is still holding on to the jar. God, I pray that today they leave the jar behind, that they forget about the jar. God, I pray for the one that's been near the water but that's never drank. God, I pray that today is the day that they drink. God, change lives in this place. God, mold us shapeless into who you want us to be. Help us to truly experience breakthrough because of who you are. Because of what you've done because how you work in our lives. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast. For this and other messages, visit us online at impactharlem.org. In the meantime, you can subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it on iTunes, and share it with your friends on social media. Once again, thanks for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast.